We are now on the other side as Venus has shifted from the morning star phase to the evening star phase, although still invisible and in the underworld at 11.58 p.m. Pacific Standard Time last night, or perhaps today on March 26th, depending on where you are in the world, the Venus-Sun Superior conjunction occurred at 5.5 degrees Aries. Within Venus's journey, she moved behind the sun and was about one degree away from this source of light. From our focal point on Earth, we can no longer see her. Concealed by the sun, Venus was flooded with the code of life, regeneration, vitality, and the mysteries held within this celestial star fire. Venus's super conjunction signifies the halfway point of her synodic cycle that began in June of 2020, opening a new eight-year cycle for all of us. In this moment, as Venus shifts faces, marked by her relationship to the sun and his superior conjunction, we too are showered with rays of light while still in the realm of the womb tomb. For the past six weeks since Venus had her helical set, we have been invited over and over like Inanna to release and shed, to become naked and free. Of course, this is no easy task and you must thread into the shadows with intention and courage, knowing the rebirth awaits. And yet, by the miracle of the cosmos, at this moment, when we are in desperate need of light to continue our shamanic death process, we are gifted the radical transmutation from morning to evening star, ushers us into the realms of mystical transcendence, and we breathe in, knowing that we are safe and held. So, beloved, bask in this moment of sun, sol, soul force permeating in and through you. In love, Amiya. This is from a beautiful goddess. Uh, Instagram, you can find her on Instagram, woman.rising. And I just thought it was just so beautiful the way she described this Venus rebirth, which is happening here today. So welcome to the Sovereign Women Movement Show. I am Jyoti Rajiv Kaur, and I help women of color heal their inner child programming so that they can rewire that subconscious mind and break ancestral karmic cycles. And this is our movement of taking our sovereignty back. And I am so excited on this Venus rebirth that... Lizzie is getting to join me here today to share with us as we've been talking about this entire week. I specifically was referring to the inner child attachment styles in relationships. And the reason that I was talking about that this week was because as you just heard me read, Venus has rebirthed it into the sun and Venus is the planet of relationships, but really beyond looking at relationships with others, it's really about us moving into more authentic relationship with ourselves. And what's beautiful is that we can use our outer relationships, especially our significant others as pointers of awareness as to where we can perhaps look within and 
not create any more karma and instead create love and compassion through the relationships. So our relationships have been our biggest teachers, as you can see, especially in the last six weeks where we're being asked to learn through the relationships. And that's why this week we've been talking about attachment style theory and the different types of attachment styles that we create as children when we ourselves are not seen, not loved, not held in compassion, though, you know, to receive the things that we, we thought we should have received as children. And I'm so excited that you're here with us, Lizzie, on perfect timing, because it's almost like the cosmos were guiding you during this time, because I know that last weekend, you yourself uh, attended a marriage retreat with your husband on the equinox rebirth on the new astrological year. And now this energy of these, this Venus rebirth into the relationship with you have with yourself. I mean, how are you feeling these energies first and foremost? And then we'll talk about the attachment styles and all that good stuff. Yeah, I feel good. I feel like there's a lot of learning. I feel like when you stop seeing people as enemies that they can become actual teachers of what you need to learn yourself. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what we were saying about relationships, you know, that they, if we are in our satnam and we have a stable nervous system, we, we can learn through them and not take everything so personal because uh, that's why relationships can are the highest or form of yoga because it takes constant getting back into neutrality when someone is not conscious. Right. And so learning how, to be sovereign enough to see it as a mirror and as a, as a reflection of as to how you yourself can go within. So it has it, uh, you know, this, this talk about attachment styles, we've been talking about, you know, the different types of attachment styles. You guys can catch the replays if you missed any of them, but looking at um, this theory that was developed in the 1950s and uh, has been broadened by different psychologists throughout time. But it talks about how, you know, we as children uh, create these these attachment styles later on that we project out into our relationships because uh, we want to feel safe. In this time that we've gone through so much inner going within and looking at ourselves, as we spoke about these attachment styles, where do you think that women maybe lie mostly in, in their challenges in addressing them or becoming aware in the, of them? And where, where, where do you see yourself where you found hope and faith that it's something that you can actually rewire? Yeah, I think one of the important things that I do want to say when I was listening to your, your talks during the week is that you said that um, it's important to know that you evolve. Your attachment styles may evolve just like you evolve in a relationship, right? And I think it's really important for women to see that because we can get so fixated on the, um, what attachment style we might be that we don't feel like we can ever move from there. And that's one really important thing to know is that just because you're at a certain attachment, even just like your spiritual growth, right? Yeah. You begin by feeling all those things that you felt when you were a kid. But then that evolves, right? When certain things come up and we evolve as human beings and we change. So it's really important for, and I think that's probably the issue as women that we have is that we have an attachment of, of where we see ourselves more strongly in each style. And we might think that that's just who we are. 
and I just I want to make sure that we know that we can evolve just like everything else that we do in this life that we can evolve from those styles yeah I, and I'm so glad you brought that up because it isn't a linear process and absolutely awareness is key but again, you can, you can, I, that's a, I'm a for example of that. You know, I was incredibly uh, fearful, not fearful, avoidant, uh, dismissive avoidant where, you know, I didn't need anyone around me, very super independent, you know, just high self-esteem out to the world, but deep down, you know, we're very afraid to be abandoned. And when my healing journey began, like I mentioned with you all, even with my husband, I went from avoidant dismissive to fearful avoidant and even to anxious because I didn't know how to be vulnerable in a relationship. I didn't know how to let someone take care of me, how to let someone love me. I, I just, that's why I protected myself. And then when I was in this like anxious kind of fearful avoidant stage, when both of us were really uh, working on our marriage within our own self I was surprised to catch myself even there. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? You've never been this. And it actually hurt me more to be in the anxious because I hadn't, I had never actually opened my heart up fully vulnerable. Even 23 years married, it's, it, there were always barriers. There were barriers because we didn't do the, our own work, our own healing. It's like what Ram Dass says, you know, the only thing I can do is work on me. And the best thing you can do for you, for me and you is work on you. And when we took that attitude, that's when I started to really reflect and again, not be so hard on myself. When I did find myself being anxious, it's, it's again, learning how to apply specific energy work or learning how to be compassionate. And I think that's the hardest thing for women as these things we start talking about, not only do people get triggered, but it's like, oh my God, I'm not that, you know? as to your your energy whether you're too much in your masculine or too much in your feminine like being aware of how to balance that out because I think uh, for women you know especially those that are really masculine driven which we do um, masculine energy meaning they're go-getters they're, they they lead you know the, the hardest thing for them to do is to learn to live in their heart like that is the and I'm telling you this from firsthand experience right it is very difficult I think in general to be vulnerable if you've been hurt in a relationship but if you're really masculine driven you, you these type of women you know they won't forgive and they'll move on very very quickly which again you know, the sad part is we keep recreating those experiences you know over so it is a ladder and it is I think ultimately you said this I think last week it's about knowing yourself, right? And and knowing all of yourself, not just the self that you portray to the world. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's what this Venus rebirth is about, uh, authenticity. So ultimately, we've been talking about these attachment cells to bring awareness. But even for you, as this rebirth is happening, because Venus is the relationship with yourself, she's beauty, she expresses her authenticity. How have you been able to find your voice through your relationship? Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, my relationship is, is my greatest teacher. Like, my relationship is the reflection of everything else that comes to me in my life. Like, if I feel like at, at, it ends with my relationship, then usually it seeps out into other things in my life. Um, and that's just because I really do feel, and it's the same thing with everything, right? Whatever I'm feeling inside is like coming out. So it comes out in my marriage and then it comes out in, in my in my kids and in my family. So I really try to do the, the tidying up with it inside of my home before I can go out and help others. Um, because if I don't do that at home, then I, I can't be truly myself. That's, that's the number one thing is I can't be myself when I go out there, right? I really do feel that sense of, and that's one of the things that I lacked when I was um, a kid, you know, growing up. I always felt like it was chaotic in our home. And, and then I'm supposed to go out to the world and pretend like I'm just like everything's okay, even though I know in my home it was so chaotic and I was just anxious all the time, you know, so... What I'm learning from that now is that if I truly want to be out in the world and helping others, like we got to start here, us, like within within our family unit. Um, and then, of course, you know that started with me because I couldn't put that all on my husband. Um, I learned so much this weekend from going to this marriage retreat, um, and in one of the things that they had us do is sitting right face to face he would sit in front of me with his knees touching my knees and we would hold hands and anytime that we needed to communicate anything that's how we sat right um and one of the questions that we had to answer is like um ask you know write three things down or write a couple of things down that you need to ask for forgiveness that you need to ask not not that you need forgiveness from the other person but that you need to ask for forgiveness mm -hmm. and one of the things that i i did have to tell my husband is you know i need you i need to ask for forgiveness because i put the weight of our marriage on your shoulders because i thought that you were the one that needed to fix this but that's not the case and, and I know that you carry a lot of weight in our marriage um, and making it successful but I apologize for that like I'm sorry if you feel like you have to carry the weight of the success in this marriage on your shoulders wow. and that was one thing that I was really and that's I feel like we we can literally sit next to anyone and and say I, I anybody can say this to anybody else right I'm sorry that I put the weight of our relationship on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. When you feel like you're holding something against someone else, let's say your mom, even your mom, you can go up to her and say, I'm sorry that I put the weight of my hurt on you because it, it wasn't yours to carry. Mm -hmm. It was mine to unload, mine to unpack, mine to release. And I transferred it to you so you could carry something that you didn't, you know, it, it's mine. It's the forgiveness that I need to give. 
really so in, in asking for forgiveness from him, then I could forgive myself for putting all those expectations of our marriage on him. Um, yeah, and but then that takes a, a really high level of courage to even say that because most women, especially if you're an avoidant, you're blaming, you're like, no, you need to do more. You're not doing enough. Or I think even if you're anxious, you're, you're, you're putting the weight on the marriage right. in a way that you feel that that person has to complete you. That is a lot of weight, ladies. That's codependency. That's very unhealthy codependency. But again, to even realize that you're doing that, that's like a graduation because even if you're not saying and they sense that and imagine being in a relationship where they feel that anytime they fuck up or they're unconscious, it's all on them and everything falls apart. That's powerful. What was his response? Did he agree or what? Yeah. I mean, it was, I don't, I don't know if he saw, I don't know if he felt, he felt it because he felt like he couldn't, if he did something, it was automatically a negative, you know, he, he felt the uncomfortableness in our marriage. Um, and I think I, I finally felt it too. And I realized what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, he, it's like, yeah, it's true. This is what you were doing. You know, he agreed. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think he made me felt responsible. And so he was like, that's just the lot that I have. That's just what I, you know, it was just a responsibility that I had to take on. But I sat there and I told him, okay, I'm committed. And I'm telling you that it's not just your responsibility for our marriage to be successful. Which really catapulted me into And committed means also serving it just as much. And like, I mean, I know I was guilty of only, I I never even bought presents, I, I gifts. So I expected him to buy me stuff. And if he didn't, I would be mad, <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, but I just, again, it's, it's, I think for us, and you use the hurt as a, as a weapon and, and then that creates guilt and you hold people hostage for that. And ultimately that is the most toxic way to live in a relationship because you think you're making him by making him feel guilty about something you think that that's that's gonna make you feel better in essence it's poisoning you like literally poisoning you because he's not in a good state of consciousness and his energy and neither are you and then you're bringing that like you said into the house where the children don't have to hear anything they can sense the energy and they can they can feel it and that's where we get into some deeper stuff yeah, that, that's powerful. And it takes a lot of courage to even want to go on a retreat with your husband, specifically where you're even going to work on your marriage. A lot of people won't even take that level of investment, whether the excuse of money or the excuse of time. It really, I think it's, it's, it takes a lot of courage and willingness. And, and all of it, it sounds like it's been through the, your awareness, your own personal awareness, not his, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's- yeah, it's been my own and him because I've been telling him we should do this. Like every time it comes up, I'm like, let's do this. Let's go. And then finally he sent me a text message and said, okay, we're, we're doing this. So it's something that he actually, he's the one that booked it. So, you know, I've been saying, I want to do this. I want to do this. 
then it, it was him. And that's, I guess that's a good way of showing a relationship where, where it's just so different. It's, we put so much work into our marriage that that's what I wanted to see, where I can speak things. And because I'm good at bringing these ideas that he can act on them. Right. You know, and not because he's being a good husband and he wants to do so. I'm sure that that's all involved in it too. He wants to do something nice and he's being thoughtful. But at the mechanics of our marriage, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be okay being the dreamer and the one that wants to do things and the one that has the ideas where I can rely on him to be the one that is assertive, which is his natural state, is that things done. And um, that's that's where I wanted to see our marriage, and and to be able to see our marriage in that way, I really had to step out of my emotional attachment to him and his actions. So you you truly worked on yourself, not the marriage. Yes. But yes, I'm... because before I would have never been able to see that. Right? I would have never. Exactly. If, if if it was the before me, I would have said. Well, that's weird. He never does anything nice to me. Why is he doing this nice? Why is he planning this whole week? Or or it would have been like, well, he planned this and he's expecting me to figure out a babysitter for the kids and for the dog. And, you know, he should just do everything, you know, which is all thoughts that, that used to come up for me when he did something like that. But, you know, when he went out of his way. Incredible. So powerful. So we sabotage not only sometimes they even do suggest us going and then we're like, well, what did you do wrong? Are you doing this because you feel guilty? <laughs> or they bring you the flowers and you're like, what, what, I'm gonna go check his phone because he, you know, he probably, <laughs> but that is so powerful. And this is how awareness works, ladies. And it's not overnight. It's a ladder that you climb. And even when I was sharing yesterday about the secure attachment, which is those those individuals who maybe have not had any childhood traumas, which I don't know, a lot of people like that, but also at the same time, they basically are able to self-regulate and co-regulate. They're able to take care of their emotions, but also be around other human beings. And, and there was a beautiful description of a, of a beautiful, secure couple who they've been through tragedies. They've been through um, serious stuff with the family. They fought. There were even times when they almost separated, but through it all, the one thing that kept them together was that trust that ultimately, and I, when I said, read that, it's like, ultimately that human being still trusts herself and she trusts herself so much that she trusts the process of life and the relationship and the uh, ebbs and the flows and the changes. And that's where, where we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust anyone around us. We don't trust life. We don't trust even that the person was unconscious for a moment and then he's not out to do something worse to you, you know, which is something, you know, that, that that's where, when you don't have a awareness and control of the mind and you don't go within ladies, that's why there's no magic pill, you know? And it's not like it's uh, for you. It's not like you're saying, Oh, I'm meditating, you know, 15 hours a day or something like that. I think uh, I've seen you grow so much in, in especially in our psychotherapy on, on, on steroids Tuesdays. You're like, you and A Course in Miracles are like soul in alignment. And I think one of the things you've taught me is to be compassionate with myself in the journey as well, because Capricorn me wants to take it all on where you've actually shown me the true essence of yoga, which is slow down, accomplish more, go within. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the intent behind everything. And then also 
also not needing to be so, you know, things, you know, I need to make sure that I have this meditation done by this time, you know, giving yourself that space. And really, it's, it's, I've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, and I've been listening to a lot of, a lot of the enlightenment um, stuff that's out there. Really, what they're telling you is that they, and even Jesus, I mean, they go and they do this, what, to apply it to life, right? That's, that's the real work. It's life. It's when you go into these times where you feel like things should be done this way, you know, or, or we need things to be said, you know, there's, there's a playbook to get to where we need to get to, which those are all really good things to have, right? Playbooks are all really good things to have because you can stay focused. But it's in the moments of you kind of moving out of where you're supposed to be going that you actually pick up the nicest cells. It's when you're walking out of your normal path that you discover things about yourself that you didn't know. And that's the same thing with marriage. I mean, I, I can through We, we separated. I mean, we've been through some stuff. And, and really, it's through, it's in, and you'll hear it. It's a theme. It's a theme. It's, it's in those crossing spots where you guys really realize who he is and who you are. And it's, that's just reality. Without those things, then, then you won't really realize who you are. Yeah. And, and if you know who you are, those things won't become things. They'll become grace. You know, it really will. And, and it starts with you. And that's that's the beauty that when a woman is in her satnam, everything around her works. We, we our relationships, we carry them in our auras and things just work well. And more importantly, we don't become our own worst enemy and self-sabotage the relationships because of the programs, you know, and in these in these ways where we haven't been seen. So it may seem like too simplistic, but it really is that simple. It, it is about you learning to have grace for yourself, learning to have compassion for yourself. And the only way I see doing that is to get to know yourself by going within and not being afraid, not being afraid of what you discover and what you see. Because ultimately, that's this is what this Venus rebirth has really taught me. It's yes, my relationships were pointers as to what I could learn, but more importantly, they gave me the opportunity to break some serious karmic cycles where we were talking about this. Just because I responded differently, I felt myself be moved into a whole other timeline where this old dramatic story no longer even exists anymore. And we, yeah. you felt that as well too. That That's the kind of shift that I have... I'm like, God, I, why was I even thinking those thoughts back then? <laughs> yeah, it's scary. It's scary to know that you can fall back into those patterns. You know, once when, when you know what your true purpose is and your true calling is, and I think you, you realize that it's easier to not fall back there because there is a lot of, I mean, I posted this on my Facebook <laughs> just yesterday. You know, we, okay, so one of the things was like, I wanted more companionship time with my husband. Like I was, that's what I was craving is I wanted to do things together. That's how I wanted to feel connected to him. Well, 
one of the things I told myself was like, okay, if this is what you want, then you have to also do things that he likes to do. You can't just be everything that you like to do. So, of course, in the middle of the summer, I'm like, I'm going to work out. Again, there's many, many, many ways I could have really wanted to do that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go with you too. Yeah, let's just go work out. We were working out, and then he's like showing me how to use this weight machine, and he's like, yeah, this was like really good for the back of your legs. Saw this girl at the gym doing it, and I'm sitting there like pushing, you know, with my weight. And I was like, "A girl at the gym? <sighs> you you were staring at this girl at the gym, just working on her ass, on her glutes." Okay. You know, I took me a second. I was like, "Do I want to cause a scene here in the middle of the gym with people I don't, you know, <laughs> that don't know me and I don't know them?" You know. And then I just looked at, because, you know, if you're in front of the mirror doing weights, and I looked at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, you are beautiful. Like, you have, you're beautiful. Stop it. You're beautiful. And so I look at him, and I was like, oh, okay. No, I'll just, I'll just stick to my squats. I'm fine with my squats, because that looks like you're doing too much. (laughs) I could have taken that so, so differently. And the old me would have been completely insecure it wouldn't have even been i mean yeah is that the smartest thing for my husband to say probably not like don't you know but we're also working on being open and honest with each other that's one of the things that we had told each other and that's one of the things he told me he's like okay you want me to be open and honest with you you're but and at the moment i took it hard but now i see what he's saying women are not ready because we're so insecure mm. and we're so we think there's a different way of being I don't know maybe you know raise your hand but you know if it doesn't but we're so insecure you know and I get it you know I get it we've been hurt um, there's a lot of social media things out there that make us feel less than or like we should look a certain way you know and so that was one of the things that he told me you know women are not ready to you're not ready to hear what what men really like go through and what they really have to hear you know what they really have to say and what they think the way that they think and that really at the moment it took me like it's it's true deep down in my heart i'm like it's true because if there's things that you told me i probably would would get really offended you know and it's just one of the realities and it's so if we have if we create trust within ourselves and we, we know who we are, then it's harder for the those things to move us, right? Because we know who we are. All I had to do is look at myself in the mirror and say, girl, you got a problem. You, you look good. Right. You know, you don't need to go there. Right. And I could have totally shifted my whole weekend and be upset with him in the middle of a marriage retreat.
to get ourselves out of that room and into uncomfortable places and hear uncomfortable things. And you're talking to someone that if you said anything to her, she would be offended. And crying. Yeah, crying. (laughs) Completely in tears. (laughs) And then we'd be all scared around her, like, oh my God. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't have said that. Yeah. But this was so damn powerful. And I am so grateful that God aligned you with this man because he's exactly what you needed to be liberated and to to truly, like the way you described how you are now focusing on the strength I think that they sugarcoated for us because we are too, too, we're emotional, but there is no such thing as too emotional ladies. If anybody's telling you you're too emotional, that's gaslighting because there's no such thing. You know that everybody experiences life however they want to experience, but I still believe that he's onto something. And that's why I tell him like, you know, and that's what we had just discovered. It's like, we should help couples and, you know, help them realize that, and maybe you can help women kind of see things because he doesn't, he has, I don't feel like he has a mean bone in his body where mm-hmm. he's, he wants to hurt someone. He just really wants people to grow and to learn. Um, even though he can be pushy sometimes, he, you know, he really has some really good things to say. And, and I, I spent a lot of time not wanting to hear him, you know, <laughs> but now I see it and I'm like, you know, you would be great at, you know, just speaking to other men things that you didn't know that you had in your mind that you thought that you had to hide Mm -hmm. because it's not right because you're you're married and you have all these you're a dad and you're this and that and all these things that come down on you um that you really are and and this is what he told me the other day girl we've just been having so many like (laughs) uh moments like i'm just it's beyond because I can see, I can see what he, what karma he wants to break for our kids. Mm. I see his vision now and his karma, the, the ancestor karma and, and that the way he says things and I hear things and he says, he says things like, yeah, it's not linear. My husband said that. What? It's not linear. Wow. Our healing is not linear. I would have, it's like you say with your husband, like, right? You see things in, and when you start doing the work, you see things you never realize that they could, they're even you. Yeah. Or someone, or you had said that they start playing the music, the mantra music, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he started, he's starting to use the language. You know, healing and growing, it's not linear. And then, you know, just the other night he was here and he said, it just makes me like, so, you know, financially, I just want my kids to be millionaires so they don't have to worry about what they have to work. They can do what they love. You know, if we just put this money away for these kids and, you know, all this financial stuff. And I was just like, dude, money, money, money. Like, that's not, come on. Like, you need to get out of that money mentality. But when he, he started saying, listen, you have your karma to break. This is my my ancestor karma if my great grandfather i want to be an ancestor that leaves my kids a legacy and if that means i have to 
save five thousand dollars for them when they're born or when they're children so by the time that they're 65 they don't have to worry about what they're gonna have to do for money and they can just be who they want to be that's when it clicked me and i'm like okay i i see you i see your soul i'm not seeing you terrence you're you're showing me your soul and i can get on board with that but again, it's it's because you allowed yourself to see your soul. When you do the work, ladies, you don't they don't have to speak your language. They will follow. And it's not linear. You'll have to go through the phases of facing the stuff that you haven't faced and you'll have to become aware of the attachment styles and learn to love them and learn to be with them and you'll have to also learn to detach and leave expectations aside that they'll never be unconscious again yeah this is so powerful sister and by the way i would love terrence as my coach because he's exactly my personality i don't like coaches that are nice i need someone who's like tell me on friday exactly what you did you know and and i appreciate that i appreciate that in a coach very much so so he, uh, so much wisdom, so much wisdom in what y'all are doing. And, and I can see what this Venus, uh, Venus rebirth has done for you all in many ways. Diane says, yes, we totally agree. I want authentic honesty. I love that. And when he's, when he is, I'm offended or attached to his word. I'm not giving him what I expect from him when it comes to communicating a hundred percent. And it's about communication. That's what it is. You know, it's crazy that we were talking about this today because uh, our, this last week when we got married, I was only 16 and my husband had already turned 18. So in order for us to get married, we had to go through marriage counseling, marriage, th- and we had to do, that's the only time we went to marriage counseling, because <laughs> I was like, this is the biggest bullshit, now I know why therapy doesn't work, <laughs> but we had to go to marriage counseling, and there was one thing that he brought up last week, he's like, we got to remember this, because I told him, you know, I think the only thing that we really need to work on is our communication, you know, like, I feel, I, I don't use I feel, I use you did, <laughs> And so I was literally praying for that. And then you brought me that, that card from the marriage yeah. retreat, which we'll talk about right now. And we'll, any final points on from that marriage retreat. But he's like, remember when we went to marriage counseling, we were like so young and excited and what the count, what the therapist told us. And I was like, what did she tell us? I don't remember. And he's like, he, she said that never come as you did always say, I feel, I feel this like even the situation because if I would have been triggered about him looking at a girl at at the gym I'd be like I feel that right now I'm feeling triggered about what you just told me versus you know you and the energy even the energy that you put behind it the other person doesn't put their defense systems way up you know they they learn to relax and kind of just like scope out the situation I was like dude we need to really apply what they told us like 23 years ago but this is what I mean you know it's okay if if you forget or if you again or if somebody is too honest for you like Diane was saying you know and you it's okay to feel what you feel where we're where we're wrong is not feeling it where we think we're too emotional too dramatic where we're not uh he ain't we're anxious or avoiding one of those two things that's where if we don't if we don't face ourselves ladies and if we're going to continue to project this shit out and they're not going to want to change you know they 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 see a queen when a queen crowns herself 
that's when they see a queen. And then, like my mom said, you know, she told us that when you do that, the men eat out of your hand and not in a bad way, in a way where they know who you are because they know who they are and they know what they have. You know what I mean? I think for men, it's it's a it's visual, you know, it's visual. So if they mm-hmm. see a woman walking with her head down, or if they see a woman not being able to communicate, or if they see that, rather than seeing a woman that's in her confidence and knows who she is and says, yes, this is what I'm okay with, and no, this is not what I'm okay with, a man will have a lot more respect for someone like that than someone that is moved easily or or doesn't and that's one of the things that would frustrate my husband the most you know and that's because I lacked self-worth and it's something that he kept telling me over and over like I need you to have some input I need you to right and I was like well I cannot how do I you know because I was working through my communication but now that things have shifted and he sees me saying this is what we're gonna do this is the plan and it doesn't even have to be like executing. It's just me giving my ideas. So it's also how I saw myself. Right. Where I felt like I had to be someone that I wasn't. Right. And no, you don't have to be someone that you're not. You just have to see it a little bit different, you know. Look at what your strengths are and change those in, in a way that you can see. I'm a creative and I, I pride myself in being a creative person. Right. So I have to shift the way that I see that. Where when I say things... It's all creative things coming out of me, right. creative thoughts and ideas, right? And my strength in my husband, I have to be able to see that in him too. If I don't see it in myself, though, girl, no, I can't see it in him. 100%. Never, never, never. Not even in your kids. It's always going to be special relationships, which we talk about all the time on Tuesdays. Your conditions, only if you act or walk this way, I'm going to love you. And if you don't, I'm not going to love you. And then you put your happiness dependent on someone else, ladies. That's scary. That's, or the world, that's really scary. So this is where, where connection to yourself, remembering who you are, being brutally honest with yourself. You know, that's the card that we pulled this morning. Kali, the goddess of darkness, you know, she brings liberation because she makes you face your own shit, you know? And, and Dina says it's funny. She can relate. It is funny because all of us go through this stuff. You know, it's not, it's, it's where you don't want to be self-aware and you don't want to take responsibility. And like I, I think what Lizzie beautifully said is not put the weight on them only or the other person for the relationship to work. Cause it does take two to tango, you know, it takes, and you can have, like you said earlier today, Man, ladies, when you are in and you're satnam and you're in a great state of consciousness and you're working with your partner, the level of manifestation, the type of, I mean, see this as, this is a person, instead of your enemy, work through your grievances. This is a person I can co-create an amazing life with. And you can get to that level because Lizzie's an example of that. And so am I. And let me tell you, our marriages have not been a walk in the park. We've literally had to face some of the darkest nights of the soul where um it's miraculous we're even still here to be honest with you but oh, we yes. <laughs> oh, yes, it was. yes diane says yes become a powerful couple yeah that's a true power couple not the you know where i was in my past life all kinds of fake 
all kinds of fake power couples where they're all showing the looks, the material, all of that. And my God, it's the most broken people that I've ever met in my life. And I never wanted that. I, I, I always ask God, please show me how to be authentic with myself and in my marriage. How do I heal my marriage? And that's when the inner work came. And as I started to, and honestly, it was that inner child program. It was these attachment styles, becoming aware of them, and then learning how to be compassionate with myself through the healing journey. All of us, right? We're all on this journey together. And, and if you have sisters that are there with you, it's not that crazy, you know? So what would you say overall from this talk that we've had this week and, and even from the marriage retreat, you know, uh, Venus rebirthing relationship with ourself, right? Through the knowledge and wisdom of others the relationships that we have out there any last minute pointers anything you would like to say no i mean just invest i mean we have to learn to invest in ourselves and i'm not talking about buying things i'm talking about really like invest in your in your in your your health and your spirituality and your connection and all that again will play to your marriage like invest in your marriage it's i know it's like now with social media and with everything that we have that we have to like i don't know like society there's like a certain way that we should look in a marriage or there's certain things we should do um you know don't don't let that stuff fool you and that's one of the things that the pastor leading the retreat this this weekend said it's like everybody's showing you their highlights right i'm sitting here telling you all my wins that happened to me over my marriage retreat i will also tell you that on saturday in the marriage retreat i cried i cried a lot because i was hurt but i needed to do that you know i needed to do that so i can come at it the other uh, to the other side and work it's not uh, you cry and then you feel and then you, things just manifest as you cry, you feel, and then you work. That's that's the piece that we're not seeing in social media is that people see this wealth and it's like, no, it, it hurts to get there. Yeah. It's through that uncomfortable, but that's the only way that we can get to that higher level of consciousness, a higher level of ourselves is through the work right that's how we have evolved as humans so just because you see this of us where we've we've grown that man it's it's been rough <laughs> you know so don't don't and the most important thing is to connect to other women really because i always thought that i was the only one that was going through really hard marital problems yeah. like i really thought that my you know the things that me and my husband were going through were like, I was the only person that like, I felt like, why me? I almost became a victim mm -hmm. because I felt I didn't have that view of other people go through. Yeah, and it's, it's freezing for a moment there, so we'll let it recalibrate. There, there you go. You're back. <laughs> it's super important to just to just connect to other women. You you and have those genuine connections. You you realize that we all really do go through some hard things, and you're not the only one. Completely. 
Thank you so much for sharing that. That's so important, ladies. And it's it's not linear. <laughs> and yes, I like you said, it, to get here, we had to do a lot of work, but I will tell you it's worth it because I never imagined that I would be in this level of, of just passion and love in my marriage after 23 years to actually want to be with them and see him as my partner and have a lot of compassion for him. And he's my best friend, my, my, my partner and everything that I do. And, and believe me, this is not where we started. And we did start with a lot of love. Actually, we started with a lot of pure, innocent love, him and I, and through time, it became very crazy, but for some, you know, for doing the work, for asking God for it to help, it came and you can be here, ladies. You can be here. It is doable. That's one of the things. Know that if you're seeking healing, all you got to do is a little bit willing. Just be willing. If you're willing, then the answers will come. The resources will come. The people will come. And then you just got to be courageous and say yes. That's the other thing. Stop worrying about the other person. Start focusing on yourself 100% of the time. Thank you, Lizzie, so much for sharing this. It's just so beautiful. Definitely taking a lot of nuggets in my marriage as well. A lot of the things you said, I love the weight, not putting the weight. I'm very conscious. I'm going to be very conscious about that and making sure that um, we don't keep these patterns going. So thank you. I just want to say thank you so much. This was beautiful. Um, ladies, if you're a little bit, what's going on with anything new with nails or anything that, that um, any new nail sets coming up? Spring is coming. So Lizzie does nails, ladies. Yes, I do press on nails. I've been super busy with orders, thank God. Um, so, and I'm just, I mean, send me your ideas and I'm just, it's going off of that. So um, I don't have anything new coming up, but I do have a lot of orders on it. I do have to remember to take a picture before I mail the nails because <laughs> yeah. that kind of sucks because I made a whole spring set for someone and they were gorgeous, like beautiful mm -hmm. i forgot to take a picture oh my gosh yeah so we'll get you into these habits now and there's a lot of cool cool new things and she's making me or i asked if she would make me our lady of guadalupe nails <laughs> so she's gonna i cannot wait dude for that to come out but i told her i'd be patient i'd be yes, patient because please, please be patient with me yes because she's really really busy but it's well worth it best gift gifts to give ladies who love nails absolutely diane look, 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 oh yeah yeah totally. diane actually she bought some nails for some of her friends for oh. gifts so i do that too so if you want to it's like a nail starter kit and they'll get the whole everything that i offer they'll get it in that nail starter kit um and you can purchase it for other ladies too as gifts oh that's so cool that's such a great yeah. idea who wouldn't love nails such amazing so yeah just go on our page viva where we find you viva de lizzie right yes so go on our page and find her there, ladies. I'm a huge fan and I can't wait for my La Our Lady of Guadalupe nails. These are one of these are my favorite. I keep wearing these all the time. <laughs> I know. Are you proud of me? Because I've actually like taken care of them and not lost them. I, I committed yeah. to not losing these. Actually, they, they stay gone forever, like two weeks. I haven't had to do anything. So it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, the other thing, ladies, is that April's coming right around the corner. This month, that's a Tori. We've been working on purification and detoxification. But every first of the month, we start a brand new energetic theme, ladies. So that's also when I open enrollment for just a few days. Because you do, the classes that are given to you at Satori Wellness and Spiritually, they're intentionally placed in the order 
to be taken in that order to help us accomplish a specific result at the end of the month. So on Monday, I'll be sharing with you all exactly what our theme is. And I actually also have a guest speaker. Uh, we will be featuring, I just can't remember if she said Monday now or Tuesday. I'm drawing a blank right now, but it is going to be at 11 Mountain, 11 a.m. Mountain Center time. Take a look at my stories. I'll be announcing who that is. It has to do with healing and has to do with alchemy and spirituality. So I'm really, really excited to share with you who that will be. And it's going to be Monday or Tuesday at 11 a.m. Mountain Center time. I'm trying to blank because we were going back and forth. And I forgot if I told her Monday or Tuesday after all. So uh, Monday, we'll have a brand new theme. And we're also going to have April 1st, a brand new theme for Satori Wellness and Spirituality. So during the first week, you'll have open enrollment. So you can join us as a monthly member. Or you can join us for the year if that's what you like as well. And you can integrate the work that Lizzie and I talk about here. The inner, uh, I call it the SWC method. And it really is a combination of kundalini yoga therapy as well as spiritual psychotherapy on steroids. So join us if you're brave enough. You can actually go to the link in my bio, veronicabarriganiam.com forward slash three-step framework. It's a free training. It gives you an overview of who the SWC method is for and who it's not for. It also uh, gives you a really good overview of what inner child healing is, what ancestral karma is, and all this amazing uh, stuff we've been talking about. So go check it out as well. And then stay tuned for that first week in April where I'm not kidding when I close doors, I cannot, no more enrollment because when we close the doors and we're ready to actually move together as a community, as a collective force in the work that we do that. So take a look at that as well. Thank you, Lizzie. I love you so much. Happy Venus rebirth. This is so beautiful. So much authentic power to you. And thank you to all the ladies that joined us here live, of course, on Instagram. We love you so much. Thank you for your feedback and your beautiful energy. Wishing you all blessings on this Venus rebirth. Stay sovereign. Love you all. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Sovereign Woman Movement Show podcast episode. Let's continue the conversation by joining me in my free training on how to heal emotionally and awakening spiritually, where I share with you my exact three-step framework, the SWC method on how to take your sovereignty back. So click on the link below and pick a time that works best for you. Also, follow me on Instagram at Veronica Bear again, I am, and also in our community page at Sovereign Woman Movement. I look forward in connecting with you there. Satnam.